everybody. Get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We are back from Scotland. We're back from the sun. And we have an amazing the sun. show today. There was today. no sun in Scotland. Well, not even a little bit. There was sun at the pool yesterday. Yes, that's true. Ta-da. But no sun in Scotland. All right. So we've got an amazing show today. Starting off there. Three bands in the world that do it for me, The Beatles, Cream, and Bad Company. And we've got we got the man here. Paul Cullen is here from uh, the former uh, bassist, bassist, or bassist, but bassist, <laughs> unless you like bass as a fish. Uh, for Bad Company, he's a celebrity chef, he's a psalm, he's a raconteur, and uh, we've got him in here. We're going to be talking food, wine, music, and all of that with Paul and culinary, get it? Paul culinary trips to Italy. All right. La Fête de Rosé, wine and food festivals coming to D.C. It's a picnic-style celebration of rosé wine and lifestyle. Rosé all day. Yeah, Let's she'll do tell it. You, she mainlines that, actually. <laughs> is, your, is, your, is your intravenous unit in? <laughs> no, no right. I've got all this other booze all in right. studio today. It's June 22nd at National Harbor. Uh, you got to dress to impress there. You, if you, you, when you go, you got to be in pink and or white. Uh, Cleveland Spears the third. I guess there are two other Cleveland Spears. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, the Spears out. Group is going to be on the phone with all the details. Mm-hmm. The Rammies are coming June 30th. What is it? Can't the, wait. 2019. My I God, know. we've been going for 20 years. Uh, another nominee is with us today. The Royal in Ledroit Park is a cocktail program of the year finalist. It's their third nomination in the category, so I have a feeling. Uh, Jake Kenny's no the bar manager there, and you Jake no is idea. in. Jake, huh? You have no feeling. You have no idea. I have a feeling. Yeah. It could be an upset stomach. I don't know. Okay. It could be anything. All right. Mm-hmm. But Jake is with us, and he's going to be pouring cocktails. And since we don't have enough cocktails out of Jake, Adam Birnbach is here. He's the mm-hmm. bar director at Estadio. He's known around town as a master cocktail concocting chemist. I made that up. I like you alliteration. Put that on your card. Who put likes that on alliteration? Your card, Adam. All right, so he, we, and the Spaniards all love gin, and he's going to be talking about the gin tonic. All right. Yes. Well, if you pronounce it with a J, it's Junio Tonico, a gin tonic festival is coming to Estadio shortly. So okay. we'll be drinking gin. And last but never least, two boys that are the, really, like they're like my children. <laughs> Ari, Ari and Michael Wilder, when we first met them, they were, you know, they were kind of um, itinerant mixologists helping other people design their cocktail programs. Now they are owners of Chaplin. And they've got a new place called Zeppelin, which is uh, uh, Japanese food, but they've got an awesome cocktail program there that uh, sings right along with the food. should just let them tell oh, you I'll what let it's them about, tell us. because I don't think you're doing it any Well, last justice. time Michael was on, he couldn't tell us anything. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but before we do that, we're going to go to Mitch Berliner at uh, Central Farm Markets and hear what's going on at the markets today. Are you there, Mitchell? I am indeed. Hi, kids. Welcome back to the United States of America. It's great Thank to you. be here. It's great to be here. So you've got... Uh, hey, uh, it, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, uh, did you drag along your friend Lucas Brownback from Spiral Path? I is he there indeed. today? We are... Yes, he is. Yeah, I will give you a, Lucas in a minute. We are slammed here and also at Nova today in Northern Virginia. And it's very cherry. Blackberry, blueberry, Ooh, I love black raspberry, 
it's it's a berry bonanza, and it's the start of cherry season. So it's been great. I'm standing right here at the Spiral Path tent, about to give you uh, Mr. Lucas, the second generation farmer, so you can ask him all the questions. And uh, come on down and visit us. Check us out on centralfarmmarkets.com. And here's Lucas. All right. Hi, Lucas. Okay. Hey, Lucas, how are you? Good. How are you? We're good. So tell us what you've got there from uh, Spiral Path. Well, tell us about your farm. Sure. I'm a, we're a certified organic produce farm. Mm-hmm. I grow anything you can in the climate um, organically, mostly mostly veggies, some fruit. Oh, um, so right now I got lots of lettuce, lettuces, zucchini, strawberries, uh, spring onions, lots of stuff. All right. oh, it all sounds good. Um, how long is your lettuce growing season? Just out of curiosity. Um, it's in the spring, so it'll tap out once I'm in southern Pennsylvania. So as soon as the temps hit about 80 degrees every day, my my lettuce season will tap out. Got it. So get there now because it's it's climbing toward yeah. 80. Yep. All right. Well, let's yeah. get Mitch back on the phone and make sure everybody knows where the markets are. Yeah, sure. Hello, Mitch. Hello there. All right. Tell everybody where the yeah. markets are, bud. All righty. Again, we operate four markets, three in Montgomery County, one at Pike and Rose on Saturday, one at Westfield Montgomery Mall on Saturday. We have our 11th year here in downtown Bethesda at the Bethesda Elementary School every Sunday year-round. And then we have our Northern Virginia, our Nova Market, on the parking lot of the George C. Marshall High School year-round every Sunday. All information can be found at centralfarmmarkets.com. All right. And if people, come and visit. If people want to meet Lucas, they can come to the Bethesda Market, correct? He's in Bethesda. Okay, he's awesome. He's in Bethesda, um, and he's just got fabulous stuff. He's All right. Thanks, Facebook. Mitch. That's great. So, thanks so much, thanks, Mitch. Guys. All right. Bye-bye. Welcome back. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Aria, Micah, step up to the mic. Step to the mic. Oh, we got Paul, we're going to back you up. Paul is strumming. Yes. Uh, Aria, Micah, come to a mic. Pick a mic. Any mic. Come on, yeah. We're on the radio, dudes. All right, grab a mic. So let's talk a little bit. um, I I think I gave him an idea of where you guys came from. You grew up in Bethesda, uh, partiers at Whitman High School, right? (laughs) And you got into the cocktail business. Talk a little bit about Chaplin and Zeppelin and what, because when, when we first met you, you guys were really a traveling show working with people and consulting. And now you, now you're, you're restaurateurs and bar owners right. and all that. Talk about it. Um, Chaplin's, we uh, opened about five, almost five years ago mm-hmm. um, in Shaw. And uh, you're we, one of like the first restaurants to be open in yeah, Shaw. Yeah, first full service mm-hmm. in that part of Shaw. Uh, we wanted to do, a cool like neighborhood cocktail bar and our partner Adrian really wanted to do ramen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we teamed up with Chef Mio, who's also a partner of ours there, um, and Open Chaplains. And then uh, we just didn't want to leave that area. We really love the block. Um, so we were waiting. Plus there was a space available. Yeah, well, I mean, and that space had been available for a little while, but um, we were just kind of waiting it out. And the timing worked out really well um, for Zeppelin. Um, and it's a block away, so we don't well. Have tell to us about the part. concept of Zeppelin. Like, what's the overall concept? Um, we we just wanted to do something a little uh, whimsical and different. Um, like, um, so we chose the golden age of the Zeppelin to transport you. So this has nothing to do with Led Zeppelin. 
Uh, I mean, we, have we have a rock, rock theme here today. Okay. There's always some underlying. <laughs> yeah, we have a undercover like karaoke studio upstairs. You do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lots right. of rock. All right. Well, we'll get into more of what you guys are doing at Zeppelin. What are you going to make for us first? Um, we're going to start off with the Heartbreaker. Yeah, it's like a Japanese. Um, it's a passion. Like it's a stone, stone fruit, fruit daiquiri, daiquiri uh, mm-hmm. with a little yuzu kosho uh, for uh, heat. Okay. Um, so uh, with a uh, like a nice. Uh, Smoky mezcal finish. Um, generally, we serve it on crushed eggs. All right. But we're not today. Well, we're just waiting for you guys to up your kitchen game. <laughs> have some ice, crushed ice. If you want. Oh, what is this? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, it's got a really nice studio, but we're using a plastic we'll consult, butter knife for our okay. we'll consult, uh, I mean. freebie. No, okay. what did you okay, say? Consult or insult? All right, go make your drinks. All right. Please go make your drinks. Okay. I told you they'd be trouble. Okay. All right. So, Paul Cullen. There you are. You're strumming in the back there. Let's talk a little about you because you and I were talking before the show about the movie Rockstar, where this guy, you know, this guy in a good guy in a band gets plucked out of nowhere to join one of the biggest bands in the world. And that's kind of what happened to you. Oh, no. It's totally what happened. So, I could relate to the movie for sure. Yeah. Well, tell us your story. Well, uh, I was living in Fort Myers, Florida. We had a uh, kick. Kicking band called the Boys you of can Summer. Say kick ass. Kick ass yeah. band called okay. the Boys of Summer, and uh, in that in that town, Fort Myers uh, at the time, the uh, Brian Johnson from ACDC lived there. Cliff mm-hmm. Williams, the bass player from ACDC, and Brian, the singer from Bad Company, all lived in the town. So we had a really good band, and uh, we had a, a single being played on the radio called Little Black Book, uh, and we would open up for Sticks or Ario Speedwagon, whoever came into town. We were kind of the radio station's pet band. Mm-hmm. So those guys in ACDC and Bad Company used to come out and see us play all the time when they had their friends in town. And we just got in that circle. I just got in that circle of rock stars. And uh, in fact, the uh, the the uh, CD Holy Water from Bad Company, mm-hmm. uh, the pre-production was done in Fort Myers at Cliff from ACDC's uh, studio. So oh. I was intertwined in all that. And who knew six months later, they would actually call me and say, hey, how would you like to play for uh, Bad Company? How amazing yeah. is that? I was, it was surreal. So yeah. how long did you play with them? So almost five years. Okay. Yep. How and long did it take you to say yes? <laughs> uh, I, I think I, they didn't finish the sentence, That's actually. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was really cool. I mean, within two weeks, I had to get my passport and get to London. And then within three weeks of that, uh, from the day I got the phone call, I was playing in front of 20,000 people. Amazing. Including places yeah. like Merriweather Post. And that must have been like incredible. Yeah. So it then was. transport us now to today. You're not only with your guitar, but you I have mean, culinary skills. Like you're, you're a yeah. chef well, it and you're goes a with song, my last name, right? Right. Yeah. Well, yes. But yeah. so you're when did you get into cooking? How does that come into play? How does the wine knowledge come into play? Like how did all this start for well, you? So the cooking part, my uh my grandmother, Talia Ferro, uh, full blooded Italian, my mm-hmm. mom's mom. Um I'm the first grandchild, so I was in the kitchen at five, six, seven years old because my mom worked, so my grandmother watched me. So mm-hmm. I was always in the kitchen with my grandmother. And by the time I was eight years old, I was making ravioli and gnocchi, and uh, and that so that's the, where the passion for the Italian food came from. And then uh, when I saw, of course, you know, too bad, but Mario Batali, you know, was the uh, instrumental in getting mm-hmm. me back in the he kitchen. He can still be inspirational, yeah. even though he's a jerk. Yeah, it's okay. Well, you know, it is. It is what he is. Uh, but right. he's an amazing talent, and mm-hmm. his show Malto Mario was amazing. Mm-hmm. He would have three people sitting at the bar while he was cooking. It was like one so of the original was, Food Network yeah, shows. It was, I remember yeah. it well. So he was making recipes that my grandmother would make, and I actually thought at the time that he stole them, but it's everybody's recipe, as I found right. out. So, <laughs> so it got me back into cooking, and that was probably like nine, about 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, 
recently, um, within four years, I had uh, friends over for dinner, and they asked me to do an in-home dining thing for their for their for his wife's birthday. And uh, so I went in and I played. Uh, I, I cooked Italian, brought Italian wines, and then played a concert afterwards. And that, that sounds like that was, so much fun. So that was 2014. I did 15 events. I mm-hmm. like that at 14. And then uh, last year I did 203. But so now you do that. You'll do that because you live here. You know near Rehoboth oh, Beach. Oh yeah, I, we go all we go all over. The Mid Atlantic is my that's my sweet spot. But you Did also you have take a team? people to. You also, uh, yeah, yeah, I actually do. Well, okay. I'm, I'm jo- adding them as I go along. You also yeah. do. Well, I'm joining. You yes. also. Do, I'll schlep. <laughs> okay. I don't care. Sure. You um. You also take people on on culinary trips to Italy. We do. We're taking uh. Well, and, and the Italian wine thing. I actually have uh, my own private label wine from Tuscany, mm-hmm. uh, near Montalcino, uh, just south of Siena, right. and uh, Rosso di Toscana, and it's uh, Sangiovese with a little bit of kiss of Cabernet. Oh. I like that. And, Everybody uh, likes that too. Yeah. So, uh, so I have my own wine, and uh, in, in between all this cooking and playing for people, I've uh, got a WSET uh, second level psalm also. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna have you play us out because we have a commercial yeah. break, but then when we come back, we'll talk about the particulars of like what you do at these events that you okay. host and and how you know, people can get in on that. I just want to say I used to feel robbed at birth because my last name wasn't Mellon or something like that, but now I feel that you you stole my life okay, somewhere. Can you let him play out, please. This yeah. is David and Nikki Ellis for Foodie and the Beast. We'll be Company back in just a sec. Always on the run. Destiny is a rising sun. Yeah. I was born a six gun in my hand behind the gun made my final stand. Are we back on? Hello everybody. We're back on the air. David Nicky Nellis of Foodie and the Beast. And we're talking uh, we to We were gonna let Paul Oh Paul There, he just played us in. <laughs> That's Paul Cullen, former bass player with Bad Company, who is a chef, a psalm, and many other. By the way, you can watch us on Facebook Live mm-hmm. uh, under Nikki Nellis, N-Y-C-C-I Nellis, N-E-L-L-I-S, and we're on now. So, Paul, one of the, the main things, your main gigs, these, I used the word rock and roll word, gig, yeah, these days. it is. Yeah. is uh, look at me. Uh, is in-home events, really, where you come and you cook and you play and you serve and you entertain. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Yeah, we uh, we start out the night with uh, a huge, as as you know, you, you've lived in Italy, huge antipasti. I bring in uh, capicola, uh, uh, supersada, uh, all these great cheeses from Italy. So this this deal is all Italian. I don't go outside of that um, that comfort zone. And then uh, after the antipasti, and I, and I pour uh, Nikki's favorite wine, Lambrusco, which I heard. Yeah. Anyways, I've got a really good one. You got to try. You got to try it. You were going to catch. I know. That's why I did it. Yeah. Okay. I know a lot of people like it. Yeah. So we start out with that, and if if you guys hire me, I'll bring prosecco. Uh, But uh, so we start out with that, and we do uh, sit down for salad or soup, depending on the year and uh, or what time of year, and then uh, an entree, and then uh, dessert, and after that, I play a forty-five minute concert. Of my songs, which I have uh, since 2007, I have five solo CDs out by myself, and then uh, I'll throw in a couple bad company songs, of course. How much fun! Yeah. And where do you travel to do this? Well, you know what? Uh, it, it, within the last year, I've been to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. I cooked for a group that owned uh, Anderson Windows, and I've uh, been to Austin, Texas. Did a, a 
Tuscan Grill outside on a ranch in Austin in in uh, December. Been to Asheville, Nashville, Chicago five times. Yeah, pretty much anywhere anybody pays me, and I can actually schedule it sure. throughout my calendar. Yeah. Are you also still playing music? Once in a while, um, there's a couple theaters in our area. One's called open the, for Foreigner. I, I saw, did Foreigner so. and uh, Heart actually two years ago at Freeman Stage in. Oh. Uh, can yeah. Lou Graham still deliver? Uh, he wasn't with him. No, no, no. He, no Kelly. Yeah. Kelly was singing. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, he's been Stern a couple of years ago. Yeah, he was with him. They but. did a little bit, but Kelly's the main singer. Ah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I do the bigger stuff like that, and then everything else is pretty much in home in home dining. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Great. So how do people find you? Yeah. It, it's really easy. It's Paul Cullen, C U L L E N dot R O C K S, not dot com, not dot net. Rocks. Paul Cullen dot rocks. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. So everybody knows now how to have a rockin' dinner. Yeah. Oh, I got to get David Nellis dot rocks. Yeah, yeah. 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 There, it's All there. Right. It's there. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, man. Thank okay. you. Okay. Ari, Micah, can we get you back up to the mic? A mic right there. One of you. Take a mic. Thank you. Hi. Hi. So we were talking a little bit about the opening of Zeppelin, but tell us a little bit about the cocktail program that you guys have put in there. Um, we were, uh, we just wanted to do things, uh, differently. Um, so we're more focused on, uh, temperature, ice, uh, bubbles, and of course, Japanese spirits. But when you say bubbles, do you mean champagne? Uh, we are, we're, no, used- we, we're doing a, I mean, I'm uh, setting, um, that's a lob. I know. We're here. Real answer. So like, why are they looking us? at each other? Yeah, we love champagne. <laughs> but, uh, we're actually, about? yeah, we're we're playing with like uh, we're calling it the champagneification of the cocktail because we're uh, stimulating these uh, highball machine bubbles. Not the appropriate word. It's very stimulating. Uh, yeah, I'm stimulated. I'm, I, I mean, live my life stimulated. What, I, what's that a beautiful a day. We're fluffing the bubbles. Oh, okay. you got have you got so, a fluffer? So, uh, yes, I am the fluffer. So not only are we like uh, we're also like we're uh, we're stimulating the head that sits on top of the highball. So when Another you're enjoying one, your highballs, it's super right. inappropriate. We are Sunday morning. Cocktails. There might be children listening. This is the reason. This is the reason <laughs> I came this time. <laughs> All right. So you're doing stuff that nobody else around town is doing. I take it. I mean, it's been we're just doing things a new a new way a new direction for the cocktail program that we haven't done before mm-hmm. um that's like really exciting and um goes really well with our concept excellent all right so what are you guys making for us next next is a zephyr it's a japanese uh vodka with a pandan ginger um that's no big deal i had that this morning <laughs> you're gonna have it again fish tush okay all right go Let's pour our next guest. all right cleveland spears the third are you there on the phone I sure am. Good morning. How are you? So you've got this incredible event, La Fête de Rosé Wine and Music Festival, coming up in National Harbor on the 22nd, and uh, it sounds like a blast. Uh, Well, since everybody's drinking rosé these days, it is like the wine to drink. Tell us how you guys, because you guys have this festival going on all around the country, but this is the first time in D.C., Yes, yes, we've uh, we've done it in multiple cities around the country. It's been very well received. Rosé is the official uh, wine uh, and champagne of the summer. Uh, so we're bringing it uh, to the DMV area at the National Harbor, and we think folks are really going to enjoy it. You know, one thing about the event uh, is that we invite all of our guests to dress in pink and white, and folks really get excited when they kind of theme the tire. It creates great visuals and photos, a lot of fun games and photo installations. And we think everyone's going to have a great time at the event. 
Well, so can you tell people actually about the event so that they have a good idea, like what they can experience there? Absolutely. So every guest that uh, attends the event will get um, a a souvenir pink picnic blanket from us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it'll be kind of a picnic-style festival where folks can lay out and enjoy the music. We'll have about seven hours of music with an assortment of different genres of, of DJs from the DMV area. Um, we'll be announcing all of our uh, DJs on uh, actually on tomorrow, on Monday. Um, there'll be a great uh, assortment of, of uh, restaurants and food trucks outside doing our, our food program. Uh, and then wines and champagnes from uh, uh, French Rosés such as Vivite, uh, Moet Chandon is one of our presenting sponsors. So we'll have an assortment of Moet uh, champagnes, Moet nectar, uh, um, and traditional champagnes from Moet. Uh, and it'll be just a, a, a lot of fun. Life-size games. All of our games are pink and white, so life-size pink and white chess sets and checker sets and connect core. And really just invite folks to come out, hang out with their friends, try a, an assortment of, of different rosé wines and champagnes, uh, enjoy the music, and enjoy a great summer day uh, at the National Harbor. That so sounds do like, you, well, I got go ahead. I want to jump in because one of the notes in your is, that you sent us is picnic baskets curated by top chefs. How does that work? So they can uh, they can pre-order uh, 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 from us or, or purchase something from the food trucks out there as well. Uh, one chef that we're working with is, is a, a James Beard nominated uh, chef, uh, uh, Samantha, uh, and her, her company is Savers by Sam. So I'm actually blanking on her last name, um, but she has traveled with us to, uh, to each city and she has put together a series of, uh, of options um, in these uh, bowls that are, are, are produced uh, by her. So we'll have the, the catered options through uh, through Savers by Sam or the local uh, uh, DMV food trucks that folks can take advantage of as well. Great. And the, the entertainment, you've got uh, DJs and live bands. and you got any names on those? Yeah, oh, we're, we're doing our full announcement uh, uh, tomorrow, but some of them uh, that I can I know, but you're on air today, uh, yeah, you so you might as well everybody. tell us now. That's right. So, uh, so, uh, and, and, and full disclosure, we have a, an, an entertainment person who runs our entertainment across all of these cities, so I'm, I'm all often not the best person to speak to those things. I know we have a DJ named DJ uh, Tracy. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's, he, does, he works with your uh, baseball and, and basketball team uh, out there, their official uh, in-stadium DJs, um, uh, and, and, and several others. But we'll have a release going out about that on tomorrow with the full lineup of who, who all of our DJs and bands are. All right, terrific. Well, let me ask you a question. When you guys originally came up with the concept, what were you trying, like, how did you guys come up with this concept? So we were one of the first companies to uh, to begin producing uh, the all-white event, uh, Dinner en Blanc, uh, across the country. Did that yeah, it happens in D.C., we know um, it. And, uh, Yep, yep. Now, we're not the producers of that one, but we brought the concept to uh, a number of, of cities uh, as, about eight, seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that concept did so well, and we still produced it in, in a number of cities. Um, so we were looking to create something new. And, and in full disclosure, just watching the, the evolution of Rosé and how excited and enthusiastic people get about it. And we uh, caught wind of a, a similar uh, experience. Uh, well, I'm sorry. We came up with this idea, and then the idea was validated because we saw something similar going on in uh, in New York with an event called Pinknick, um, which happens on, on Governor's Island in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were kind of building this concept out, and, and then we stumbled across that one after we had already started building it out. 
and it kind of validated it. And, and that one was wildly successful. Uh, so we use that as some inspiration as we continue developing the concept. Uh, we launched it in Atlanta last year. It did really well in Atlanta. A couple thousand, uh, a couple thousand folks came out. About three thousand uh, folks came out to experience that one. And this year, we said we'd expand it, uh, adding in other cities such as Nashville uh, and and uh, the D.C. area, the D.M.V. area, okay. uh, as All well right, as well, adding tell us. in. Uh, well, I apologize, I cut you off there, but I want to make sure people know that it's Saturday, June twenty second. They want them to know the date, and they got to know how to get tickets. Tell That's us how to get the tickets. The most important thing. Yeah. That is the most important thing. Thank you, David. Uh, they can get tickets at LaFetteDuRose.com. Uh, it's French for Rosé Celebration. Uh, uh, LaFetteDuRose.com. And they can also follow us on social media, uh, at FetteDuRose on IG, uh, as well as on Facebook. All right, Excellent. and we'll, we'll right. post the, uh, the address on Nikki's uh, website as well. All right, Cleveland, good luck with that. No rain, I say. Okay. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a sec. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. And because we haven't had enough talk about cocktails and all that, we've got Jake Kenny with us. Jake is the bar manager at the Royal in LaDroit Park, a nominee again for Cocktail Program of the Year with the Rammies. The Rammies are coming up in a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. and that's like the local Oscars. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, you know, three times a charm. That's that's what I hear. All right, so Jake, why don't you give us a little bit on you and on the Royal? So uh, I've been in this industry for a little over a decade now. Uh, Very fortunate. I started out. Thank you. Oh, that's Thank you condescending so from an old broad. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't it terrible when an old broad says you look like you're ten? <laughs> I'm not, not going down that I can't say one. anything that I would like to say at this moment. No, you we're can't because we're on the air. I'm safe. But, uh, no, I started out in New Orleans, actually, for the first uh, about eight years. So I uh, got really rooted in traditionals and classics, and that really kind of set the set the. Are you from there? No, no, just uh, originally from Virginia, but just wanted to get out of Virginia and try something different. So I moved there right after Katrina. Who doesn't want to get out of blast. Virginia? Uh, and then just I came, came back up to D.C. and was fortunate enough to be a part of the Columbia Room uh, for the first couple of years, and that was just another great, yeah. uh, you know, kind of uh, – finishing school for me to a certain extent, and then I got to come on board with the Royal and help kind of uh, execute the, the cocktail program there. Well, the and Royal's what, kind of, but it's kind of, it's oh a God. neighborhood place. Can you stop talking for a second? No. I feel like you don't stop happening. <laughs> no, I want, I, it is. I want to uh, relate to Jake. Okay. It's, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. We're open about 18 hours a day. Uh, in the morning, the daytime, we function as coffee shop, breakfast, small plates, uh, and then the evening we go more towards craft cocktails, and chef-inspired dishes. What's so. actually interesting about the Royal is that a lot of people want to execute that concept, like coffee shop, snack foods, like and lunch, right, obviously, right. like during the day, and then evolve to a cocktail program in the evening. And you're one of the few restaurants that actually is able to make it happen. You're really, you Thank guys you. have, you know, you've Thank been you. doing that since the beginning, and it is successful. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has its challenges. Um but I think one of those things is trying to figure out how you can take those and turn them into advantages. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, having a coffee program allows our staff to have a pretty solid um, knowledge on, obviously, coffee, how to execute um, uh, espresso, espresso-style cocktails. So one of the drinks that we actually have right here, the two for flinching, utilizes um, some of the coffee that we use. Wait a minute. The, the two for what? Two for flinching. Flinching. Two for flinching. And this why is, do we flinch? Uh, you fl- Ooh, that's, that's a personal uh Question, I guess. That's delicious. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We wanted to have um, more or less mm-hmm. classic old fashioned, uh, but mm-hmm. with some fun 
tropical elements that kind of combine the coffee program as well as the uh, Latin-inspired. So um, what's in it? So this is going to be a coffee-infused bourbon, okay. a high-proof Demerara rum, a little bit of pimento, some banana, and then lime bitters. Okay. And so, did you come up with this easy. where you put on a white lab coat? and <laughs> White, white lab coat is galore. <laughs> uh, I mean, I off, off the bat, I knew I wanted to have something on the menu that kind of pulled in the coffee program because I love coffee and tropical fruits like coffee and bananas coffee and pineapple that's a really fun uh fun mix for me so really kind of wanted to see how we could how we could finesse that into an old-fashioned so we're working with ingredients that if you read a menu you typically think okay this is going to be shaken crushed ice maybe a little umbrella in the drink uh, but it comes out in this really we don't have crushed ice that's okay. I've, I've no, heard, no I've umbrellas heard. on this show. Maybe you know, umbrellas are verboten. Maybe, maybe we petition, and next time they'll have like a nice crushed right. ice machine for us. Nikki has a no umbrellas decal on our car. Oh, I love umbrellas. If you have an umbrella on a cocktail, you're in for a good time, hundred percent. I just don't know where that umbrella is. It reminds going. me of Trader Vic's with my father. Forget it. Mm. Okay, what's this one? So that is the Wicked Games cocktail. That is actually. The most popular cocktail that we have at the bar right now. We put it on the menu actually just for a Valentine's Day special last year. Wicked Games being that iconic Chris Isaac song about heartbreak and betrayal, uh, and we really wanted to drink. Paul's going to break into that any minute now. <laughs> He's like, I got oh, it. Yeah, you got He's like, I got, I got it. you covered, let's, baby. Let's do it. Uh, but yeah, the idea is so it's going to be uh, mezcal, roasted shishito peppers, raspberry, bitter aperitivo, egg white, chocolate bitters. So. All these things that make up a, a tumultuous but like enjoyable relationship. Yeah, but talk spice. about. I mean, for for you know the great unwashed. Like these are not ingredients. If I was sitting around in my kitchen, you know, that would occur to me might go well together. How much experimentation do you do? Uh, a lot uh, every day, uh, and I'm also very fortunate. I mean, not only do we have the the cocktail nomination, but we also have best casual restaurant, and that's mm-hmm. because our our head chef Cable is just a mad genius. So I get to come in every day. Oh, Brittany said it was because of the PR, but maybe. Well, not. yeah, of course, of course you can't you can't you can't forget a good PR. No, team. no, no, no. Uh, but no, I get to I get to really pick his brain every day and just kind of ask him, you know, why are you using that pepper for this this pepper? Is you know capsaicin retained when you roast it versus uh, you know if, if you saute it like. How does how does that factor? So you in? collaborate. So, it's great. Absolutely. Not only that, I mean, I mean, listen, we have a lot of cocktail people in the studio today, but I think we all know that there's sometimes people get really um, excited about all the different options that are out there that you can put into your cocktail, and keeping your cocktail well balanced mm. is very important. But not everybody's able to do it. You know, like well, the recipe sounds crazy. Right. You know. it yeah. I mean, amazing. Uh, it, it's definitely definitely a learning curve involved mm-hmm. in it, and I think it's. Uh, always a plus when you can rely on people um, like chefs that have a lot of experience, maybe not necessarily in that specific category that you're working in, but they can provide a lot of insight into how to really kind of kind of flesh you know, what, out what you're trying to pull off. Um, so are you about to create new cocktails for summer or is that? We our, are. We are. are. So, so what does that mean for you? So we've uh, we have on our on our cocktail menu we have our house creations which uh, these two are part of what you tried and mm-hmm. then we have classics. So for any given season we want to we want to showcase our creativity, our ingenuity, some of the things we want to work with, but we also want to have fun and educate uh, our, our clientele on just some really fun classics, some pretty well known. Uh, we've had Aperol spritzes on the menu, but one of our just uh, like just amazing that article created such a fanfare about it. It's so I'm, ridiculous. That's just that's just clickbait 101. Right? Let, exactly. Let's just, yeah, I I'm not even gonna. 
don't think that. David knows about it. The but New York Times did an article. I can't even spell clickbait. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Especially got, now. I'm... So in our classics, we've got some better better known drinks like the Sazerac as well. But then we mm-hmm. have um, uh, one of our classics, the, the Jasper's Rum Punch, which is a super, super old but iconic uh, just Jamaican tiki cocktail that people just go wild about. So... I guess for our for our menus, we do try and keep things uh, seasonal. So we just rolled out the new classic summer menu, and we're probably a couple weeks away from rolling out our new uh, house menu. So uh, answering your question, the idea with that is, you know, we want to pull on flavors that you would traditionally see throughout uh, Latin America, and not necessarily the most straightforward. And you know, oh, we'll put this in a in a cocktail. But what are some things that you that are just synonymous with Latin American culture, culinary mm-hmm. scene? Things that you might not immediately make that jump for, oh, I'd put this in a cocktail, but how can we showcase that in a fun, creative way that's also really enjoyable to drink? It sounds like a lot of fun. That's terrific. And again, you guys are Rammy-nominated We for are. not just one award, but two. Two, two. Best cocktail bar and uh, most handsome chef. And look at Brittany, <laughs> Brit- look at Brittany preening back there. <laughs> oh, like, 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 I should. Mm-hmm. Like All right, well, thank you so much for coming today. And thank for you so much for having us. Yeah, this is great. Absolutely. Thanks. Well, let's just tell everybody where the Royal is and how to find you guys online too we are at 501 florida avenue northwest in shaw and our instagram is the royal d at the royal dc yes underscore uh but yeah please come by and visit us sometime excellent Mm. thank you so much perfect all right right. Ari and michael we're gonna bring you guys back up to the mic come on don't be shy boys step up to the plate you don't have to bring the cocktail yet can we talk about this one because this tastes like a health drink a health drink it looks like a health drink but it's and not it a health drink it's like a health drink <laughs> that's like a riddle what looks like a health drink tastes like a health drink but just as a happy drink right so get out you got to get on the mic dude grab one there are millions of them there you go every show with it's this guy all right there you go so tell us about this the zephyr yeah. yeah, we already. They already told us. No, about but I mean, it. what? Did you forget? I, I wanna, uh, so it's, uh, <laughs> who are these guys? <laughs> it's our, uh, it's our pond on Pim's cup. It's supposed to bring you back to your childhood. Exactly. Bringing you back to your Clearly, childhood. I wasn't drinking the right thing. Well, tonight, I, I think I remember <laughs> drinking this at the Lincoln you inaugural. Drinking uh, Capri Suns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's get a feel of the Zeppelin. Tell us about what it feels like. You have this fabulous mural on the outside. Um, it's for those who don't know, it's the former Bad Saint space. Right. No, oh, not uh, bad saying. Shaw Bijou. Uh, Bijou. Right, sorry. Duh. Apparently she doesn't know. Okay, Shaw <laughs> space. So how did you guys go in there? I know there was like a, like a what was it? There like was a New Orleans? Spot for yeah, for like yeah. 30 minutes. Well, we all forgot the name of it. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It was then, called the French uh, Quarter. They never yeah, really French did much. Yeah. The building and the building really wasn't like fully even like uh, operational mm-hmm. for a, a restaurant, like volume restaurant. So we basically had to go in and like build out the entire space, the whole bar. We only kept like what are you the oh my god? It's a two floor space. So how'd you guys do it? We just kept the the, originally the bar was upstairs. We made that the omakase um, bar, which is a tasting menu, eleven eleven seat tasting menu, um, done by Chef Minoru Ogawa. There's two seatings a night for. Okay. And that's also the sushi bar that cranks out the sushi for the entire restaurant. Fantastic. And then we built a huge like. Beautiful, um, contemporary Zeppelin-esque bar on the first floor. Mm-hmm. The whole floor, first floor, transformed into just like more of a bar, like a twenty-seat yakitori bar. Yeah, cool. and then we have yakitori. We so do you have like a one of the grills, like we a robotic did, grill? Yeah, with Japanese yeah. charcoal. We cool. s- we set up our Japanese kitchen 
yeah. in the uh, the old Shaw Bijou. We I mean, have Kwame is amazing. Yeah, with the purple fronts. Right? I mean, that was an it's expensive kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was insane. I mean, we love a lot of the things he did, especially in the, like, in the building itself. We've always admired. Mike and I used to live There were a lot the of really beautiful yeah. fixtures left uh, from the Shaw Bijou that had been repurposed for the next two failed businesses, but... We obviously had to wipe the slate clean entirely, um, but a lot of beautiful it, stuff. We did it. Cool. Right, I want to know we... something real quick. We're gonna go to. We gotta Can go. I to ask the, you a the, question though. Yeah. Me or I'm you? Just, when I've been looking at the guest center since we opened, looking for your, both your names, and neither of you have ever. I came into did, the restaurant. You didn't see so Brad Pitt. Are you guys gonna come anytime soon? <laughs> I, I came. They said, "Mr. Pitt, your yeah. table's ready." So okay. I said, "What the hell?" Thanks. Why not? All right, we're going to take, what are you guys serving next? And then we're going to take a commercial break. So we're serving our uh, stone, stone cutter, cutter, which is, uh, it's, uh, a, it's like a stone fruit old fashioned. With, with, made uh, with a Japanese uh, legion uh, bourbon that's made from the master distiller of uh, bean, Suntory whiskeys from Japan. And then a Japanese plum brandy. Good Lord. Ingestore uh, orange. And I hope you guys have a dry All right, well, yeah. Andy, are you okay if we take a break now so then we can start with Adam next? Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a break now, and then we're going to do gin and tonics when we come back. Okay, this is David and Nikki Nellis. something wrong with both with of us. and the Beast. Right. This show is still going on. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I want to quickly thank our sponsors because without them, there's no show. So our friends at ProFish, the best sustainable seafood anywhere Anywhere, period, in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ivy City Smokehouse, Meat Crafters. They craft meat. They've got skinny salamis that will blow your mind, Adam. You're making, you're like, what? No, like for the. Check them out at Whole they're Foods. They're very good. They're Real amazing. good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Central Farm Markets. So thanks for supporting the show. So Adam Bernbach, finally there's a grown up in the room. Um, I mean, hey, I, mean I mean, well, especially the Wilders. And I okay. was doing that on purpose. Okay. Uh, Adam is, I mean, you are a longstanding fixture in that location. You're the, what do I call you, the I, bar I, director? I, I was raised in that location. You pr- right. Practically, you were at Two Birds, One Stone, which was downstairs. Uh, now no. you're uh, downstairs no, 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 no. at, at, at Doi Moy, right? You're wrong. What? I mean. Doi Moy. It was up the street. Yeah, but he's not at Doi Moy. He, I he's said at he was. Studio. I said was. You're not, stop drinking. Okay. Anyways. And, you know, you're a fixture on 14th Street. So talk a little bit about Estadio and just kind of the program you've crafted there. Thank you. Uh, Estadio is a Spanish restaurant. It is on the scenic 1500 block of 14th Street. It is. And we've been there for about nine years now, coming up on nine years. Very. You were a fresh-faced kid when we met you. I know. And now I'm a fresh-faced adult. Now you're an (laughs) alticocker. I know. You're an alticocker. An Very fun jubilistic, just really enjoyable Spanish restaurant with, we do a pretty wide, expansive gin tonic program, which we're celebrating now. Well, actually, what was really interesting about Estadio when they opened, because it was the first um, traditional tapas restaurant to open after Jose, like nobody else would do a tapas restaurant in the city before Mark Culler opened up Estadio. And at that time, Haleo was not really trumpeting the gin and tonics. Like, they weren't talking about the fact that gin and tonics were a huge part of Spanish culture. And it was really Mark and the team, when they opened up Estadio, that they were like, gin and tonics are what people drink, and the Puran, obviously. Yeah. But, like, nobody else was doing that in the city when that restaurant opened. Okay, well, thanks for joining us, Adam. <laughs> no, I remember when he called me, and he was he, he, he was there, and he's like, you, I can't. I can't go anywhere without seeing these weird gin tonics. Right. 
they're actually said gin and tonics, although in Spain they call them gin tonics. Mm -hmm. But they're they're in burgundy glasses and big bulbous like uh, fish tank size uh, wine glasses. Right. Lots of weird like shotgun shell ice, crazy garnishes. Wait, you, I don't know what shotgun shell ice is. Like uh, like big cylinder ice. So. Oh, okay. Like. Yeah. Okay. Um, these I've never never seen anything like it. It's I've never seen any any anywhere else in the world. This is what they do there. So what is so? How did you guys translate that to Estadio here? Well, because there weren't in Spain, they do uh, they have a wide breadth of both gins, but also of tonics. Mm -hmm. uh, they have I don't even nearly a hundred different tonics that are available. Wow. For us, we didn't have that at the time. Now there's a little bit more, so we decided to go with making our own tonic mm -hmm. uh, and making them in in a wide variety of of. Wacky flavors. So what does that mean? Like for people who aren't aware of tonic and sort of this whole culture now of mm -hmm. creating your own tonic, what is it that's in tonic? Like how does it, what's in it and how do you create your own? So it's a, a tonic is a soda that has quinine or in our case, chinchona bark, which is the rustic, uh, like the, the base element of quinine uh -huh. in it. Um, I'm just wondering how the Spaniards, because you know, the Brits were the ones that, that got into gin and mm -hmm. then quinine water for malaria. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did the Spaniards pick that up in the first place, and how did it become so popular? So the way it got down there, the best I've heard, there's not a 100% case but, or 100% knowledge, but I think most people think it's because of the upper-class British involvement in the Spanish Civil War. Uh, also, this, the coast, uh, the, the Balearic Islands, Menorca, Mallorca, Casa del Sol, Andalusia are all big, big, big British tourist destinations. That makes sense. But the gin tonic, as we know it, actually arrived or, or developed in San Sebastian in the north, and it kind of spread through these major chef conferences that were happening in the late 90s, early 2000s. Interesting. Yeah, kind of weird. So, so what are the tonics that you guys are making? Endless. Endless. Uh, for you today, this is, I mean, it, they me. happen so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, for you, special, this yes. is a rosé tonic. Mm. It's a Garnacha rosé with raspberry and uh, a Berber mint. It's delicious. And it's paired with a BCN gin, which is actually not 100%, not quite available in the United States. We brought in it special. Okay. But it is going to be available in the United States. And what is it about this gin that you like so much? It is actually, it's a Priorat wine-based gin. So it, if you do anything with berries mm -hmm. or rosé, for instance, it, I think it just it mixes Elevates exceptionally. It. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very big, bursting fruit flavor. It's a really lovely gin. So tell us about the sort of gin and tonics that people or gin tonics that people will find on the menu when you guys are doing this whole thing this month. So we have our two classic Estadio uh, gin tonics. So we have one that's orange thyme, uh, dry bay leaf, and it goes with the old Raj gin. Mm -hmm. That's kind of our big, our big one that, sure. that we've never wavered with. And another one that's uh, fresh elderflower and grapefruit with Tanqueray ten gin. Those mm -hmm. two will be constantly available. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the month, I'm making. Very, very, very limited batches of special tonics like this one, right? That are only available for a short period. I mean, not maybe even a day. Okay, and then you have um, a gingerstry night. So multiple Mondays throughout the month, mm -hmm. excluding this coming Monday, we're having okay. various members of uh, 
prominent bartenders throughout the city come and make their special gin tonics. I have a bone like to the pick people with in them. here, or did you exclude them specifically? Sally, I, it was a very. <laughs> well, very well, I just want to say Eddie, Eddie Kim is on there, Dante Dante's on there, Allison Hillard, but not Sam Nellis, who is the uh, cocktail maven for all purpose and and a red hands. A lot of nepotism. Well, there, there is next year. We'll do we next spend, year. Oh, we the, spend all week yeah. loaded up with that kid in Scotland. I mean, uh, we do a Scottish gin next year. You but better. I also want to add Monica Lee from uh, Daikai and High Connor is going to be the last one as well. She's oh, the last one on that So list. what'll happen? They're just guest bartending. They're guest night. bartending a few hours, making a, a gin tonic they made specific for the evening, mm-hmm. and it's going to be kind of a different, a different take on uh, gin tonics than what we normally do at a studio. And you're so doing a really seminar tight. on the fifteenth too, and right? Thank you. We're doing. I'm um, doing a seminar in. I read. Uh, in it's Saturday. because it's right here. I can read. Well, well I thought you remember. I thought you learned my history. God, she's a pain in the oh. butt. Honestly, I can't live over here. Uh, right. So I'm doing a seminar. It's at three o'clock on Saturday. It's mm-hmm. going to be sort of. It's going to be on the history of the Spanish gin tonic, how it's different there, how we do it at Estadio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very nearly sold out, actually. Good. Uh, but as it should be. Are you, are you pronouncing the month Junitonico or Junitonico? Uh, Juniotonico. Juniotonico. Okay. Yeah. Bueno. So will you be doing gotcha. tastings during the seminar? I mean, how is so it working? There'll be tastings on uh, there'll be tastings on a classic gin, a classic Spanish gin tonic, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, one that we've made at Estadio, and we'll walk you kind of through how we make it at Estadio as well. And is there a specific gin in Spain that most of the Spaniards? Prefer or is it just it's so expansive? It's, it's just so like another expansive. World. It's wild. That's why I mean at Estadio we have over sixty. We actually we have sixty Spanish gins, wow. as well. In addition to every throughout the uh, throughout the world, mm-hmm. we just everywhere we travel we bring back gins. Uh, go pay the taxes at, at DCRA at Abra, okay. and then uh, uh, we have Spanish gins that that you can't get in the states. And is there a specific Spanish gin that you would highly recommend people to try because it's so. That they know, can find here, or got a flavor that you're like, it's just an amazing gin. Do you there, have some recommendations? There's two that I adore. There's okay. one called Gin Bear Strawberry, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a Spanish gin. It's a Spanish gin. It's from Madrid mm-hmm. uh, that I love. It's it's a, it has like it's various strawberry flavors in it. That's amazing. Okay. And another one that's uh, Saint Petit. That's from the island of Menorca. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is from the early '80s. So it's it's a silent. Uh, oh, so this a is a vintage gen. spirit. It's a vintage spirit. It's a vintage. I've just gen. been educated on vintage spirits. So okay, very cool. Menorca has really neat, very sort of saline seaside. It's very evocative of where it is. Okay. Uh, and this one is 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 one that's not available anymore. It's just a really beautiful lemon savory herb. So is that something you would drink on the rocks, or you would make a gin and tonic out of it? Both. I think it's great to taste them, but also they're they're designed to be in gin tonics. Excellent. Okay, right. tell everybody where they can find you. 1520 14th Street. Excellent. Thank and you so much. He's got a bed in the back. He's always there, man. <laughs> it's, it's a Murphy bed. It's it actually is. in the dining room. It is. It pulls yeah. down. The, the chair converts to Don't a bed. Don't look up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Exactly. All, right. All right. Ari and Mike, I'm afraid to do this, but come back to the mic. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got a couple of minutes left. I want to make sure everybody knows where Zeppelin is and just the uh, one well, last. Well, they did make one more cocktail. Yeah, did you? Did. All right. Yeah, Simple so twist of fate. Like it's a real twist of fate, or that's the name of the cocktail? It's the name of the cocktail. Okay, so what's in it? Uh, so it's a, uh, we're using a Toki whiskey, uh, really nice sweet vermouth, uh, locally sourced, um, that our friends uh, developed for us with a dash of Kirschwasser. Developed, it sounds like they made it in are? Are we going to have to yeah, guess? Yeah, we have, we are, we're working closely with um, like a number of specialists 
Uh, is this a, a secret? I feel like it's a secret. It is. Well, we a have a kombucha you specialist. Have we have a coffee <laughs> specialist. <laughs> things, and yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Nikki's our Lambrusco specialist. It's not that far. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we put a dash of Kirschwasser <laughs> in it to pop uh, the vermouth and the. Ch- uh, I don't know what Kirschwasser. It's Kirschwater. Like Kirsch, like the it's Kirsch. A, it's a cherry brandy. <laughs> like the cherry brandy, but what does it that mean? It went down with the Zeppelin recipes, uh, uh, like in history, like the bar program used a lot of Kirschwasser. So as a nod to the golden age, we put a dash of that in our uh, Japanese menu. I thought that was a oh. double entendre there. It went down with the Zeppelin. Yeah, well, it's well we're actually going to down. Japan next month, and we're going to um, we're pretty excited. We're available. We're actually we taking, live- we're taking one of the original Zeppelins. By way of Zeppelin. No, you're not. Yeah, we're going to work on a lot of cocktails. You're going to die. Yeah, they do. We'll Wait, send you guys I'm info. sorry. Can we start over? I'll send you info. One thunderstorm. I'm sorry, we don't have time on this show. I'm going to no, miss no, no. you. We'll talk about that We in have the one minute. So wait, what are okay. you doing? So we are going to, we're just, we're taking a quick uh, trip to Taiwan and, and then to Japan. Out of Zeppelin? No. Yeah. Not all the way. Not all the way. Just we're going to stop a couple of times. You're just screwing with me. <laughs> you know what this is like? It's like around the world in 80 days <laughs> with like, the Wilder yeah, Brothers. I don't understand. I don't understand what's right. going on here. Will you send back photos and <laughs> no, stuff like know that? It. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to say, top. and I'm glad, I'm glad we have an audience that's listening. There's definitely something wrong with the two of you. <laughs> I think we've documented that today. All right, tell everybody where they can find you at Chaplin's and at Zeppelin's. Uh, Chaplin's is at uh, 1501 9th, so 9th and P uh-huh. Street in Shaw, Northwest. And, and Zeppelin's, then Zeppelin's at 1544. So Wait, I know Chaplin's has a huge outdoor patio. Yeah, yeah. Zeppelin has a nice outdoor Zeppelin patio too, well. right? Yeah, with that it's beautiful mural Patso mm-hmm. put up for That's us. That's uh, the patio at Zeppelin's on the Q Street side, and then Chaplin's patio is on the P Street. Who did the mural? Uh, Patrick, Patrick Owens. Owens. He goes by Patso. So awesome. Yeah, it's really beautiful. He's still Look at you. you guys are moguls now. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we, we got to wrap, wrap up. up. specialists, and, you know, yeah, we're a lot of specialists. Yeah. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's a good thing the show's over. It's degrading. Okay. Um, uh, so everything you heard about on the show today, you can find uh, more on Nikki's website, thelistofyouonit.com. Mm-hmm. Follow her on Twitter. Follow her on Instagram. Just don't follow her in person. Or, I, or I'll kill you. Uh, and what? Oh, yeah. And then on WTOP uh, um, every Thursday and don't at forget, we also have a show at the Line Hotel oh, that, on yes. Mondays yeah. called Industry Night. It's from 5 to 6. Uh, so tomorrow will be fantastic. We're doing a whole thing with uh, Nathan Mook, who was on our show actually a couple of weeks ago. He works for Jose Andre and is involved with Dine and Dash, but he does so much fantastic work. So we're going to find out all about guy, that tomorrow. We want to thank that. everybody in studio for joining us today. It was an amazing, amazing show, a boozy, boozy show. Uh, everybody have a delicious week. 